Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selective, it's Friday afternoon, so that means I'm joined by our very own racing expert, the voice of value. How's things, Paul? Yeah, fantastic. Getting very excited now about Cheltenham. Um, so we've got a, a small, shortened card for tomorrow, uh, and uh, then it's all, all eyes to host Cheltenham next week. Yeah, all systems go, and just on that very point, it's worth pointing out on this podcast, if uh, anyone's missed it, that yourself and John and Chris uh, recorded your part two of your Cheltenham preview earlier in the week. That's now live, and people can hear that on wherever they, they catch the podcast. It's a link to it, will be on our timeline, um, and it's definitely worth a listen. Yeah, I think that, that's sort of two parts to it we've done now, and I think both of them are uh, informative, especially for the casual the casual horse racing fan who's maybe not had as much time as, as us three geeks to um, pour over the form and pick out some decent value. So uh, it's, it's worth a listen before you make your decision and then hopefully everyone's slightly better informed. Yeah, it's a really good listen. Um, I had to listen to it the other day and uh, <laughs> taking some notes for what it's worth. But um, obviously I'll be following your previews on the Mr Fixit site as well to see what you've got to say on a day-by-day basis. Yeah, I'm just going to, I think... The plan will be just to try and release it, as you say, day by day. That'll probably start on Sunday, and we'll get Tuesday's races up on Sunday, and then each day consecutively thereafter, we'll, we'll sort of work about 48 hours in advance. So if everyone just keeps uh, keeps their eyes peeled on Mr Fixit's site, then um, everything should come up there over the course of the next few days. Um, so tomorrow, I guess, is the calm before the storm. Um, the weather's actually going to hit ITV's coverage tomorrow. Sandown's gone already, so they've shifted their coverage to take in three races at air, uh, joining the three races that were already at Wolverhampton. So we've got six races to look forward to on the podcast today, and we're just going to try and rattle through them. Yeah, uh, the um, it's not the best um, jumps card that air has ever has ever held but, but that's fair enough it's still decent there's some good races on it um, with with um, enough runners for each way angle um, and, and I think two of the three races that, that are coming from here that are going to be on ITV are actually pretty good um, and the uh, the all weather stuff from Wolves um, has also caught my attention a little bit as well I think there's probably yeah. some value to be had in there Cool we'll have a very quick look at those Shortly, uh, just before we do, just I mentioned that this week's Who Knows Wins competition will be on our timeline very soon. Uh, last week there was a pot of, I think it was £140. Uh, it was won by Bodge45, who took £93.10 of that. And actually your tips did very well, Paul. You finished tied second. I think that's the closest you've got to winning it. That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm trending in the right direction. It was third to the week before, week wasn't before, it? That's right, yeah. second. So I'm starting to, starting to flex my muscles after a slow start. Yep, so this week's competition, we've had to shelve the original one because Sandown has been cancelled, so there will be a new one up that will take in the three races from Wolves and the three races from Air, so keep an eye out for that. As usual, it'll be a £5 buy-in, so make sure you get involved if you want something to keep you busy on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, Download the Who Knows Wins app on the App Store or on the Google Play Store, or just click the link on our Twitter feed that we'll put up after the podcast is live. Now, very briefly, last week was pretty successful, back in the winner's enclosure again, and a couple of Nice winners. Yeah, um, two winners um, and one non-runner from Seven Bet. So I was pretty happy with that. Um, Clondor Caitlin won very nicely, um, nine to four, I think. I tipped her at, and then in the last race on ITV, Captain Chaos bolted up as I had hoped that he would, given the perfect conditions and trip for him. So that was I was quite pleased with that. Quite yeah, nice, that was uh, thirteen nice to two, was it? Yeah, that was good. There was a there was a small rule four depending on when you backed it, but uh, yeah. 
we'll take we'll take any winners like that and it's helped to boost the pot a wee bit ahead of Cheltenham. Yes, indeed, and hopefully we can boost it a wee bit more with this week's selection. So the first race on ITV is at Wolverhampton, and it's the 1.35. Yes, um, the top weight is the one I like in this, um, a horse called Via Serendipity, ridden by Hayley Turner, a female jockey. Um, she's quite a character, actually, Hayley. She retired um, a couple of years ago, or 18 months ago, whatever, and then decided, don't fancy this, <laughs> I'm miss racing, and she's back into it, and she, she's better than ever now. Um, so she's, she's always worth following. Um yeah, so it's the it's the top weight, it's the classiest horse in the race. Um it's a course and distance winner. Um and that came quite recently. Um the horse that beat that day has got a slight swing with it at the weights, three or four pounds, but not that much. And I think Via Serenity may have a bit more um to to go in terms of improvement. Um and just thought ten to one was far too big. So it's the value we're going for there. Does the course and distance carry more weight? Places like Wolverhampton, where the surface is, you know, quite yeah, particular, it, I suppose. it probably does. I mean, I, I think it, it's probably when when you're looking comparing flat racing to jump racing, mm-hmm. um, there's there's actually I would say course and distance forms probably more significant than jump racing. But right. um, when it comes to all weather, there is there is a significant difference between well, first of all, the all, the, all weather and the, the normal turf. But then even within the weather, you know, the different surfaces at Wolves, Lingfield, Chelmsford, they've got their own distinctive surfaces, um, and horses do tend to have a preference for one or the other. So it can be it, it certainly isn't a, it certainly isn't a negative, um, and it isn't always built into the price. Um, so yeah, I think it's 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 worth having a look at. Um, sorry, it does it. It doesn't make life much easier because I see out of the 13 declared in this race that seven of them have course and distance for them. So. That's right. They're all, yeah, it's, it's just a, a, a little nod in the right direction. But yeah. it's, yeah, I mean, these horses tend to be all weather specialists. Um, so on this tapita or tapeta surface, as they call it, um, you know, they'll, they'll be those that the trainers have worked out, they quite like this. And um, this is the time of year for them when a lot of the other flat horses um, don't fancy it much. So, yeah, it's, it, I just think in terms of Via Serendipity is in decent form um, when some of, some of the others aren't and um, although he, he didn't beat it was Fox Powery um, he beat the last he didn't beat him too far um, but I just don't think Fox Power is, is in this 94 favourite in some places actually um, and, and send it. Via Serendipity we can get 10 to 1 so that's just a simple value bet for me as an each way alternative um, and Unibet and William Hill are both offering four places in the race so that's definitely something you should take advantage of. Yeah, it's a good shout because William Hill still have that ten to one available, um, even though some uh, some firms are as short as eight to one, seventeen to two. Uh, I so need, I might need to hang up before and get on then. Before <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, we'll get on it before we put this podcast live. I think. Very selfish. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the next up is uh, a wee trip up north to Air uh, the one fifty five, and it's uh, the race times have been slightly changed the Air just to accommodate uh, the television coverage on ITV. So uh, the times that we are quoting may be different from the ones that you've, you're seeing on your race card. But um, yeah, so it's the one fifty five at Air. Yep, yeah, this is the this is the revised time that we're quoting, um, and, and the Racing Post website's up to date on that front as well. But yeah, race cars and things might not be so worth taking note of. Um, this actually of, of the three races here that we're going to look at, this is is the one that I'm sort of least um, interested in in terms of any any value selections. Um, there's not really an each way angle into the race because there's only six runners, and that most of them, if not all of them, are, are pretty exposed. Um, we're talking about 9, 10, 11-year-olds 
um, we know everything about them. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, there's just there's not much. I, I just couldn't find any particular value. I thought maybe Drum Corner Lad, who's coming over um, from Ireland. So sometimes if you you can look at um, compare Irish chasers with um, with the UK based chasers or, or any jump source really, um, the Irish tend to have a bit of an advantage. But the British handicapper has given Drum Corner Lad extra weight to carry as a result of that. So he's you know he's kinda he's on to <laughs> he's on to him. So mm-hmm. I don't think there's much value. Um so it's no bet for me in this race. Okay. We'll move quickly on from that yeah. one to the two ten at Wolverhampton and another course and distance winner that you've got down for your selection this one. Yeah, this is this is quite an interesting one. Um I wonder whether this might be a gamble here that um, if we can get in if we can get in quickly um, the horse that I've got in mind is El Omri for uh, trained by Keith Douglish and Joe Fanning's been booked to ride it um, so in Douglish books Fanning that always, that's always a sort of um, a, a tick in the right box for me um, El Omri as, as you mentioned the course and distance winner He's not been brilliant recently, but he's not been getting battered. He's not been out the back of the telly. Um, it's just been beaten three and four lengths and things like that. Um, but he, with each of those defeats, his handicap mark drops down. So he's now down to, I think it's 88, a mark of 88, um, which is a winning mark for you know, Hombre. He's won over that mark, off that mark before. Um, and I just thought this is a pretty valuable race um, compared to some of the other ones he's been running in. So it may well be that um, Keith Douglas has targeted this as a as a potential one um, to to try and win, um, and the horse may have been you know targeted towards this campaign for it, mm-hmm. um, especially with with him being a course and distance winner. We we know when he's on his game, um, he likes he likes it here. So yep. yeah, I, I think if we can get in, I think there's actually twelve to one available just now. Um, I'm seeing 14s at William Hill. Well, there you go. Happy days. Um, yeah, that's another yeah, one we're going that. to have to get, get on before the podcast. We'll, so. You'll probably know <laughs> your fate um, by, well, maybe not. They sometimes leave a gamble late, but they do like to bet their horses, the Douglas yeah. Shard and, and these owners in particular. So uh, you, you might money know your coming fate quite You'll see it by the morning. So I would get on tonight, keep your fingers crossed that this is the race they've been aiming for. Uh, and if it ends up going off 21, you probably know what's going to happen before it happens. Yeah. But um, it's, it's worth a pop, I think. Okay, so that's El Hombre, around uh, about 12, 14 to 1 mark in the 210 at Wolverhampton. Okay, so back up to air, and uh, there's another nicely priced one that you're looking at in this one. Um, indeed, yeah. Um, I, the notes when I first looked through this before prices were up were um, Cal- Calle Malva, I think it's a, a Spanish street name that the source is named after. Um, number 8 on the race card. My, my notes were uh, if this one's an each way price, it should be worth a worth an interest and it's 14 to 1 thank you very much um, with Bet365 and Hills when I checked before we came on to record yeah. um, it's it's a young progressive horse, um, this is Handicap debut so the truth of it is you don't really know how good the horse is so if it was 3 to 1 you'd be saying no, I'm not going to chance it but it has won a race um, it won a novice or do so um, it's got some level of ability um, and <laughs> The same can't be said for all the horses in this race without being without being too cruel. I mean, it's a decent enough race class four, but that the, you know some of them are quite exposed, um, and it's not um, the best bunch of mares that have ever graced the race course. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Um, with a bit of improvement, um, Lucinda Russell obviously we know is a is a, a class trainer. Yeah. Um, so if if she's able to get a bit of improvement out of the horse, then I think I could see it running out running fourteen to one certainly. The other thing to note about it is. Um, 
It ran here last time at air, but it was over an extended three-mile trip um, in really heavy ground. So this is a slightly shorter trip, just over two and a half miles. That looked to me like it would probably suit the horse better. I went off far too fast the last time um, and ended up pulled up, but it was it was there or thereabouts, sort of four, three or four um, hurdles out from the end. So it's... A decent enough horse that just, I think, ran out of puff and maybe Blair Campbell, who rode it last time and was riding again today, might just um, take it a little bit easier and just sit behind the leaders and um, end up a little bit closer to the front this time. Yeah, and as you say, Linda Russell's always worth watching at air, I think, isn't she? Oh, yeah, she's just, she's class. Um, yeah, if a, if a one-man horse, I would, and, um, she would probably be the first stable door I'd be knocking on to to get um, someone to train it, particularly being based in, in Scotland, so you can go and actually, you know, visit your horses and be campaigned locally and whatever. Yeah, she's she's class, and obviously we know she's won the Grand National and what have you as well. So, yeah, definitely the one. Um, whenever you're going to air um, or pay through any of these Scottish tracks for, for a jumps meeting, always have a wee look, see what the cinder's running first of all, and work back from there. Indeed. Okay, so our last race at Wolverhampton is the two. Two forty-five, um, and you're looking at a thirteen to two shot to take on the favourite in this one. Yeah, an old friend here, um, Gulliver, who we've backed. Um, I'm quite proud of my record with Gulliver. He's, he's I don't think he's ever let us down when we've backed him. Um, I spotted him in handicaps last season, I think it was. And they thought he's a progressive horse, and he has progressed. Just that he's gone from uh, a fairly lowly handicap mark. Um, right up to what he's rated now, which is 110, which kind of puts him out of handicaps in terms of competitiveness. He's basically too good to run in handicaps now, um, or, or certainly for yeah, most handicaps anyway. You wouldn't see too many 110 rated horses. So he's into he's into this company, um, and this is a listed race, and um, it's not the greatest listed race in terms of quality. So I think Gulliver should go pretty close and you're getting an each price they've now got no reason to sort of campaign him carefully he's a six-year-old um he is what he is he's a class act and you know they've, they've sort of exposed him in that regard when it comes to handicap so they might as well just go and try and win whatever they can um he's um yeah i just think he's a decent value bet here and each way shout 13 to 2 something like that okay our last race of the day is the 305 at air and it's a race that's after my heart, I must say, it's called the Tenant Slagger Handicap Hurdle. <laughs> it makes you thirsty, doesn't it, on a Friday <laughs> afternoon thing? No, I don't mind the tenants. Um, yeah, again, this race, not not blessed with tons of, of quality or, or strength and depth, um, and there's not an each way angle, so I need to come down off the fence and try and pick a winner. Um Regular listeners will remember I tipped who shot the sheriff about a month ago, I think. Yeah. Uh, maybe more than that. Um, he disappointed, didn't win for us. Um, but this has now come down a few levels in terms of quality um, into this race, with no disrespect to Air or, or this particular race in terms of the other horses. But um, he is the sort of horse you'd be expecting to do quite well at this level. Um, so I thought he would actually be favourite or close to favourite, but he's opened up five to one in a six horse race. So I think he's um, he's the sort of horse that's still got a bit of improvement in him and I'd expect him to go a very close here. Excellent. So plenty of decent priced chances there for Saturday. Can you just give us a wee recap of your tips for ITV races? 
Okay, and indeed, the 135 Wolves via Serendipity, uh, 10 to 1 each way. 155 Air No Bet, 210 Wolves El Hombre, 12 to 1 also each way, or 14 to 1 I think we can get each way. 230 Air Calle Malva, 14 to 1 again each way. 245 Wolverhampton Gulliver, 13 to 2, and might as well do that each way as well. And then finally, 305 Air who shot the sheriff and that's a win bet at five to one excellent stuff so that's us for another week uh, don't forget to join our who knows wins racing contest check our twitter feed for the link at gambler tips remember you can catch paul and john and chris on their children preview podcasts which are now available uh, again the link is on our twitter feed you can follow all of paul's tips for cheltenham on the mr fixes tips website as well as on his own twitter feed at the voice of value which i'm sure he'll be all over next week don't miss greg's tips for the football on this week's football podcast good show. and uh, that's us for this week so best of luck with your bets this weekend Good luck with Cheltenham Festival next week. As I say, plenty of coverage across our Gambler preview podcast and if you keep an eye on Mr Fix's Tips site. And thanks again to Paul for his time this afternoon. You're very welcome. Good luck to everyone on Saturday. And uh, yeah, as you say, stay tuned for all the Cheltenham content. Um, it's going to be an absolute roller coaster next week. Mm-hmm.